Yo, what's going on, everybody? It is 1 p.m. here in Crystal Lake, Illinois. I'm back from Boston. It's good to see you guys again. It's time for another live stream. Today is Wednesday, April 19th, 2023. Welcome, everybody, listening in on the podcast, on the audio-only version. Hopefully, you have having a good, nice recovery run, or maybe you're not running today and you're just listening to this while you're relaxing and recovering. That would be great because you are listening to the number one running podcast to listen to while you are recovering from the Boston Marathon. And everyone watching this on YouTube later, but not live, welcome to you guys as well. Hopefully you got your legs up, maybe against the wall, you know, letting all the blood flow draw down and everything. Hopefully you're having a great day. Whew, I am exhausted. I'm so tired and I've been ravenously hungry. My sleep is still all messed up, but uh, I'm here. I'm back. I can't wait to talk about everything that's been happening in Boston, after Boston. Uh, and then we don't have to talk about Boston if you guys don't want to. Whatever you guys want to chat about, we can get into it. But uh, let's see who we got here in the chat. Mila, two, uh, let's see, Mila2858 says, congratulations. I wonder if he threw away the medal after this pick. No, I still have, it's the medals upstairs. I'm going to keep it. Um, you know, uh, hopefully I will be able to go after a six star. And so I feel like, you know, I want, I need to have one of the medals each so that I can, you know, hold all the medals in one hand and then the six star in the other, you know, so maybe we'll do that. Boston was my fourth of the majors. So I just got London and Berlin left. Um, so I'm working on hopefully getting to go run those in 2024. But uh, yeah, Boston was an amazing time. And I won't, I won't, I won't throw that medal away. I'm going to, I'm going to hold on to that one. Sean Devlin says, Hey everyone going to be on the roads. I wanted to give a big congrats to all Boston runners and say how nice it was to meet you. Unbelievable weekend, unbelievable race, unbelievable quad pain. Yes, it was. Sean, it was good to see you, man. Oh, man, what a fantastic race. Francisco Moreno says, hey, congratulations for the race. How was it? Did it strong? Any problem with the collar? Hi from Peru. Yo, you know what? So, um, the Adidas strong was fine. Uh, I thought it was a fantastic shoe to run in. I didn't have any problem with the collar. I've never had a problem with uh, any of those collars on like the Adios Pro 3 or the Tukumi Sen. So I didn't anticipate having any problems with it. I will say though that the Adidas Prime Strong is a great long run workout shoe, um, but it wasn't my favorite marathon like racing shoe. I mean, you know, I wanted a little bit of everything different at the end. I wanted, I was having a hard time, but I didn't feel like it was um, helping me as much as some other shoes do. Like I really felt like it was hard to kind of turn over enough because there's just so much shoe up at the front um, that I felt like, I was, it was making me kind of heel strike a little bit more. So I just felt like I was already feeling tired and the shoes were are a little bit on the heavy side, given how much shoe there is. And, you know, in those real later miles when I was struggling, um, maybe my mind was just looking for something else to blame other than my own miscalculations in terms of pacing. But, um, you know, I, I would have liked something a little bit with better feedback. I just felt like I, it got a little bit too mushy for me at the end. But otherwise, I mean, like I'm getting very, very nitpicky. The Primex treated me really, really well. And, you know, my legs were pretty wrecked after the race, but, um, today, you know, I did manage to go down and up the stairs a few times, uh, without, you know, audibly grunting and groaning. I still felt it, but you know, it was, it's getting better. So I feel like I'm coming back quick, you know? Um, so I'm feeling good. I'm thinking, you know, maybe I'll take the kids out for a little, not a run, but, Maybe I'll hop on the longboard or something. Just something to get the legs moving a little bit more. Maybe we'll just take an easy walk. So, feeling good. Uh, Frank says, my plane is boarding. So, congratulations, everyone, especially Martha with a 19-minute PR and a top 10 AG finish. Is Martha in here? Yeah, she had a great race. Um, let's see. Eliza says, hi, Fam. Congrats to all, you, all of you. It was wonderful getting to meet you so many in person may your recovery feel good awesome and pretty well for me J jc says he had a pr by a little over four minutes at 341.36 nice he said he had something left at the end had i pushed sooner it might have gotten that 340 i wanted but very happy with the race you know what though here's how i think of it you know it's easy to say oh if i just moved a little bit earlier the way i think of it though is maybe if you moved earlier it would have been just a little bit too much and you might have ended up blowing up kind of like I did, you know? So I think that, you know, when you get a PR day over four minutes, that's a fantastic result. So great job. Uh, Terrence, who says, for those of you who haven't seen it, SJD's bid today on Boston was probably his best yet. And there may be a cameo of someone you all know. You know, I saw him on the course. It was real, real late. I think it was over like kind of like 
Uh, in my mind, it was over by Boston Common, although that doesn't make any sense at all because that's not where the course goes. But like, you know, I was delusional towards the end. But it was at the end. I heard someone call out. I saw Seth out of the corner of my eye, and then I gave him a wave, and uh, it was so good to see him. He was there smiling. I hadn't seen him in a while, so that was fantastic. I haven't had a chance to see that video yet, though. Someone mentioned it to me, and I started watching it, but I was like, wait, I didn't make my Runner's Weekend video yet, and this has a lot of like great vibe kind of energy to it. So I didn't want to like, in, unintentionally copy what he's doing or mimic his style or anything for the weekend. So like I'll, I'm editing the runner's weekend video. Now, once that goes up, then I'll check out that video. I can't wait to watch it. Um, and cause I've been just enjoying all the other Boston footage that's out there. I've been having such a good time. Um, let's see what else do we have here. Eliza says I donated to the charity tied to the video. I'm ashamed and embarrassed that happened. I also sent an email to the, off to the BAA complaining, although I'm not sure what they can do. Yeah, you know, I mean, it's an unfortunate kind of black mark on an otherwise really fantastic weekend. Uh, I, I'm guessing everyone here already knows. I don't know if Remy's in here. I, I messaged him and talked to him a little bit this morning um, about how he and uh, our friends over at Mile 21 in the cheer zone uh, were treated. Um a crazy response and it's getting a little bit of traction on uh, some of the local news and on some of the national level news as well. Uh, I saw an article on Buzzfeed and then I think, I think the local Fox news affiliate have picked it up. I don't know if Fox news that Fox news picked it up, but um, yeah, so it's been interesting. It's going to be a little bit of traction. And uh, so the video, the fundraiser that I did um, for the Boston marathon race video that i put up um highlights the center for policing equity um and their efforts so uh, that's something that so far i didn't mention it like in the video but like i've donated 100 bucks so far kind of my like charity runner of the week kind of amount and then uh any revenue that the video generates by the end of 2023 i'll take a look at it kind of because you can tell how much each video generates i'll make that donation to that charity too because i mean i don't you know it's a it's a it's a it's a terrible situation um similarly situated people are not being treated similarly and you know i think that's what all we're asking for is equity so um that 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 was that was a shame so um yeah so if you guys are interested in donating fine or just watch the video a bunch of times make the video <laughs> make a little bit more money i'll i'll throw all that in uh to the donation at the end of the year so that's where it is all right um Let's see who else we got here in the chat. Uh, I'm going to scroll down, make sure I'm not too far behind on you guys. I see Shannon's in here. Um, I see Terry's in here too. Tony's in here as well. Everyone, let's give a big round of applause to Tony. Uh, <laughs> a, a champion, a champion pacer for me. Uh, thank you so much, Tony, for running with me. I definitely tried to get rid of Tony on several occasions during the race. I was like, dude, you can go ahead, man. I don't want to ruin your day. I want you to go out there and have fun, get to run a hard race. Uh, go on ahead. He's like, no, I know what you're doing. The moment I leave, you're going to start walking. So I'm not going to leave. So I was like, you're right. <laughs> so, so I tried to get rid of him, but I couldn't shake him. And, uh, you know, I did see that some people literally get dragged over the finish line. He didn't literally drag me over the finish line, but he certainly gave me a really good pull. Uh, metaphorically speaking. So uh, thank you so much, Tony. Uh, I couldn't have done it without you, man. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, all right. Uh, Calvin says, did you have bad chafing? Thomas from Believe in the Run had some bad chafing at the end, uh, but it didn't seem to dampen his spirits. Uh, yeah, there was a little bit of chafing. Not The singlet wasn't too bad. I thought it would get uh, bad. That, that bandit singlet that I wear is a little bit kind of like when it gets wet, it gets a little bit clammy. Um, but it actually stayed pretty flowy for me, probably because I had blown up so bad. And so my heart rate was kind of like low. Uh, so I don't think I was generating so much heat inside, but I did get soaking wet from all the rain. And, uh, but it was fine. The only little bit of chafing that I had was on the arches of my foot from the Primax trunk. So that was, I, I ran in that shoe right out of the box. So it was like out of the box to 26.2. I had run in the Primax regular, the non-strung version for like 150, 170 miles or something like that total. So I, I'm very familiar with how the strong feels. So I, I wasn't too worried about it. And um, yeah, but the arches started rubbing in the middle miles somewhere. And then by the time I hit the hills, I didn't notice it anymore. So it was fine. 
Sean said he wore the Tracksmith uh, Strata material and it was zero chafing and just used some glide. Nice. And Daniel Suvi says, how would you compare the Bandit tights compared to the other ones? So the Bandit tights are a little bit thinner. So like if you think, if you've run in the, the, the Rabbit Speedster, I think that's what they're called. The, the rabbit half tights that I wear for like every marathon. Those are a little bit on the warm side, although I don't know if I could talk about this, but they said they were sending me a pair that's a thinner material to test, to do some product testing. Um, and also one that might have a line that's going to have a liner in it. But anyway, um, so it's a little bit thinner than that. It actually reminds me the most of, I had a pair, my favorite for, before I found the rabbit ones, my favorite pair of half tights were from Roadrunner Sports. Back when there was a Roadrunner Sports brand and not, a Corsa brand. I think they're still Roadrunner Sports brand, but they used to make, I think it was called the Challenger Half Tight, the seven inch. They made it a nine inch too. They also made it a seven inch. So the material is more close to that. And now I ran in the Gen 2 ones where there's like two side pockets. Then there's also littler pockets above it that were too small to fit my gels, I think. I don't, I didn't use those pockets. So there's a lot, there's many, many pockets. So there's kind of like double layers of pockets up top. Uh, but enough, I put three in the right pocket and three in the left. And there's also a back zipper pocket. That back zipper pocket, it's going to be a stretch to get a phone in there. But um, if I needed to put something else in the back and zip it up, like a key card or whatever, that would have fit. So it was, it's a, it's a good tight. It's not as hot as the rabbit ones, um, but the material is almost sheer. So that could be kind of like a turnoff to some people. So um, it's uh, just a kind of, different it's a little bit shiny and then uh what's nice is that for the next gen the gen 2 of the rabbit tights there is a grippy part at the bottom of it so it's not going to ride up on accident you know so pretty good um calvin hong says lots of prototypes and unique shoes out there vf3s with the nike trail logo was a cool sight to see yeah uh i think i i didn't see that personally but i saw it on uh jeff dengate's uh instagram the editor of runner or runner in chief at runner's world um he had posted something about it so that was it i was like wait what wait what am i i was like what am i looking at here that's weird um and Dario, what's going on, Dario? So good to see you over this weekend. He said, never try anything new on Marathon Day unless it comes with Kofuzi's recommendation. <laughs> the rabbit tight was the right choice. Nice. Thank you. And please, I'll take the PR belt. Dario, awesome, man. So good, so good, so good. Um, man, I'm so happy for you. Great job, great job. I mean, those rabbit half tights are so good, too. I love those. Um, Burnout Alcohol says, congratulations on the race after running New York City and Boston. Which would you race would you say is tougher i think uh, you know i had new york on a really hot day and that thing just uh really sapped the energy out of me but i do think that boston is a lot tougher like uh it mentally it broke me it broke me at the end um i'll talk about it more like in the race recap video that comes out maybe early next week it's just gonna take me a little while um but like the newton hills i was ready mentally i was ready for the newton hills and you have way more recovery than it looks like on the map. Like I was, I was always like ready for the next hill and it would just be like flat or downhill. I'd be like, all right, well, where's the next hill? Let's go. Let's do this. Let's get them over with, you know? Um, but I was ready for the Newton Hills. But then after the Newton Hills, you think that it's mostly downhill. And I saw the elevation profile. There's a couple of blips, but there's so many little blips. It's just, it'll be like, you know, like hundred meters of a little bit up, like noticeably up again and again and again and again and that just like that was that i was, was like oh, i can't i can't anymore I'm, I'm done i can't do this so that's what got me so finally by the sitco sign there's a bridge there's an overpass you go on or a bridge and i was just like i'm fake running at this point i'm power hiking is faster or maybe not faster but more energy efficient so that's when i started doing some power hiking up the hill and then tony was like at the top of it like this he's like let's go <laughs> And so it was, so we kept going. So we kept going. Um, Stevie 76 wants to know the best marathon sign in Boston. I felt like the Wellesley, Wellesley girls like really showed up. Um, and that was pretty amazing. It was louder than I was anticipating. I had just seen like someone else's um, Boston marathon video from last year. And it was a woman from London and uh, she's given her race recap from 2022. And she's like, to be honest, I was a little bit underwhelmed coming through Wellesley. But maybe it's because I had Tony running next to me and he had no shirt on and 
he's looking fantastic. Um, but the the girl the girls were really loud coming through Wellesley. And um, the best sign that I saw said Wicked Kissa, like K-I-S-S-A-H, um, which I just thought was really funny because I didn't see it like at the moment, though. I only saw it when I went back to look at some of the video and I had seen a T-shirt at the airport leaving that said Wicked Kissa, K-I-S-S-A-H. And I was like, what is that? What does that mean? And then I, then I saw the sign. <laughs> In the footage afterwards, in slow motion, I was like, "Oh, that's that's where it's from." I love that one. Um, so that was a really good one. I but I didn't appreciate it in the moment. Um, yeah, I think that that was probably it. I did see there was one that said "kiss my asthma," and then another one that said "trying to break my PR." Uh, and there was a girl that was holding it up um, along along the side of the course in Wellesley. And there was a 46 underneath. So apparently she had gotten 46 cases last year and she was trying to beat her goal for this year. So I just thought it was really, I thought those were really funny. And then like the kids that were over at BC, they were just wild. And so that was really fun to watch as well. So that's, you know, that's when I probably got a little overexcited. I I probably ran a little faster than I should have. So, but that those are just some really fun times. Uh. Tommy runs is in here. He says, let me get a PR bell. Definitely Tommy. Oh man. Such a good job out there. Tommy. You know, what's been funny is, uh, are you, have you, you guys got to go check out Tommy's Instagram. So he did like a AMA on his and the way that Tommy's answering the questions, he's just so tired and exhausted. It makes me laugh. Um, just the energy that's coming from me. He's doing the best he can, but he's just so tired. So, um, it's well-deserved to be tired and great job out there, Tommy. It's good to see you so much this weekend, man. I really enjoyed it. And serious runner series is blink twice and you're you're in danger. We're all good so far. Uh, I'm guessing that uh, they have uh, other things that they're preoccupied with suppressing right now. I guess. Um, so uh, I think for now I'm flying underneath the radar. So I think I think I'm okay so far. I haven't gotten any emails yet. And you know what I did though. So after you run the race, they they'll you know a lot of races you're like after you run the race you'll get like this finisher certificate and says like here here's your official time for boston it takes a minute because i don't know if it's because they wait for all the charity runners to come in and they wait but there's also an option to like correct your time i don't know why you would need that for whatever reason but there's an option for that so like if there's a dispute for something um you can make that request before they like lock down the results and finalize things and so like they sent me an email saying, congratulations on finishing. Here's your unofficial time. And I was like, okay. And then I, it took a couple hours later or maybe the following morning till this morning when I looked at the app and it said like, here's your finisher certificate in there. So I screenshotted it. So I at least have that. Maybe it goes away later, but for now, so far, I think I'm okay. So yeah. So I screenshotted it at 30400, which is super frustrating because like 304 is a time that I I can't couldn't even imagine running at Boston, you know, even not that long ago. But at 30359, that would have been even better by a lot, more than one sec, you know what I mean? So I'm like, I'm so disappointed that it was 30400. Not that a 304 is bad, but if it's like, couldn't it have been 59? Please just 59. <laughs> uh Manor Runs is here. Oh man, I got to meet Manor Runs at one of the shakeouts this weekend. It was good to see you. And uh, let's see. Uh, and Christopher Brand said, did the fast downhill kill your quads or did you get behind on fueling or hydration? Why did it get hard? That's a good question. I, you know, I don't think the downhills killed my quads. I mean, my quads were sore this morning. I, I've been using this thing. I, I made sure to bring it down here today because I don't use this thing regularly, but I always use it after a race. And like the first day or two after the race, like just placing it on my legs just like really hurts, uh, but in such a good way. Um, but I've been using that. The quads definitely feel it. In the moment, it didn't feel like my quads were dead. Um, I felt it more in my hamstrings. That's usually when I feel it. I mean, it's definitely an area that I'm going to need to work on before the next marathon block. And then um, I, I think that like, I don't know, like the hip 
flexor, the part front part of the like I guess like not the quad by the knee, but the front of the leg all the way towards the hip, that I think is just so weak on me. That's where things can kind of tend to fall apart. So I was feeling it there. I was feeling it in my hamstrings, mostly in my hamstrings. I think the quads are fine. I think I don't know. I just think that I was taking maybe some of the uphills a little bit too. You know, like even in the first half, there's a lot of parts that are just like again little uphills, little blips again. And like there's no point in this course that's flat. I feel like it's either a little bit up or a little bit down or a lot up and a lot down. There's no flat. And so I just think on all those little blips of up, I was, you know, just hitting it too hard. There's a time I feel like when we're coming through about the half, um, maybe it was right after Wellesley. No, I don't remember. The thing is before, I don't remember. I was with, when I was with Tony, I was like, Tony, I think we got to chill out a little bit. My heart rate is just high for no reason. It seemed, I was like, you know, like for me, if I could stay, the closer I could stay to 160, the better. If I could get to one 165 is kind of my top end of maintainable marathon heart rate. But I was at like 170 for some parts of it. And I was like, uh, maybe maybe the watch just isn't to get a good reading. Maybe, I don't know. But um, I think that's what, I think I was just like, the exertion was a little hot. Maybe it was the shoes, who knows. I was a little bit warm for a lot of the race too, even though like the day was cold. I mean, there was parts where I was pouring water on myself. So I was, I was still hot, you know? And so I think I got a little bit hot, which is kind of a strange thing to think about given how cold I was afterwards. So, you know, I don't know why. I, I mean, I know why I got hard is I was running harder than I could really maintain pace wise. So, um, you know, I, I outran my fitness by just a little bit. Um, and so I think that's, that's what it was, but, um, yeah, it, uh, I had, I had a good time. That's all. I <laughs> so, you know, I paid for it, but yeah, I had a good time. Um, Raphael A. Ferrer says, late, but here, how are the legs feeling? Uh, the legs are feeling pretty good today. You know, I'm not in a hurry to get back into running right now. I think I'm going to take a nice kind of long break. Uh, next marathon is until Chicago, you know, so I got some time um, and to do a little bit of rebuilding, a little bit of, you know, rejuvenating. You know, I'll probably do start doing something this week just to get the legs moving. But, you know, I'm feeling good, but uh, I'm not in a hurry for anything right now. All right. We got Martha in here. Where is she go? Martha says, hi, everyone. Just landed in Denver. Welcome, Martha. We gave you a, a bell before, but we'll give you another one. Congratulations on the gigantic PR. Martha came in eighth in her age group. So we got a top 10 finisher in our midst here. So congratulations to Martha. Fantastic job. Um. Uh, Shannon says, I was dumping two cups of water in my head every every station that it wasn't raining. Yeah, I think that I, I and I and I anticipated this at the start. Um, I I knew it was gonna be a humid morning. And like what when was when was it? Was it this last year's CIM? Maybe it was this CIM where it was chilly but humid. The year before that, I think was also chilly but humid. So it's like a weird combo where you're cold, but the air is thick. I think that 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 gets that gets tricky that messes people up more than people realize i think so uh oh yeah tony says yeah that was before the halfway mark when, we were, when i was talking my heart rate was just high and i couldn't figure out why 12 and a half ish yeah you know my body was telling me sending me signals but i, I ignored them and just kept on going <laughs> oh man that was fun um uh, C-Town fan says, thanks for the coverage, Mike. You powered through it and ran a great race. Thanks. I mean, I'm really proud of how it how it uh, ended up. Um, I had a great time. I had great people to run with, great crowd support. I mean, what, what a great race. Um, and Bishan Mom says, shout out to Matt Joy. He stopped every 100 feet greeting fans and shooting beers. Uh, he had a party on the entire course. He, uh, he looked like he had a lot of fun. So that was pretty fun. I, you know, I did see him before the race. I found him and it's like the only time I've ever seen him with the shirt on. Not the only time. That's not true. Um, but yeah, he had like a long sleeve on. I was giving him a hard time. I'm like, you're going to run with a shirt on today. He's like, no, no, no. I'm just wearing this in the corrals and then I'll take it off once we get started. Uh, but it was good to see him. I, uh, I gave him a granola bar and I was like, man, you didn't, he made a, he made like a reel or I guess a TikTok about like everything he ate during the marathon and i was like dude you didn't put in my i gave him a granola bar before but i guess that was before the race started so maybe that didn't count 
because <laughs> he was counting like the beers and all the other stuff he didn't i don't think he had did he have that much beer i don't think he had that much beer but i do think he stopped and said hi to everyone that he could he still ran a 324 doing all that he went to the bathroom twice yeah he had a full experience <laughs> mm. yeah paul public says <laughs> co you really want you re recently you wanted to drop the sub when talking about target times and now I'm wanted sub 304. <laughs> that's true. That's true. I did say that. I don't really like the sub prefix when people say they want to go sub 310, sub three, sub 245, whatever it is, you know, just say like, I want to go 245. Well, I guess I'd say I wanted to go 303. 303 sounds much better than 304 to me for some reason. I don't know why, but I don't know. Um, Tommy Run says, I have one. Oh, he's talking about this R8, the roll recovery thing. I, I have one I never use. I'll try it out. I mean, I, I really love it after a race. I, most of the other days, it just kind of sits around and I look at it and think, oh, I should probably do that. But I like, like when I'm coming home, I'm like, tomorrow morning when I wake up, I'm going to bust that thing out and it's going to be good. So. Yeah, I didn't. I, I didn't. I didn't bring it with me. Calvin says, "Imagine explaining that to CSA." I think it comes apart. You could use like an Allen wrench and take the pieces apart if you need to travel with it or whatever. But because there's like, yeah, everything is just Allen Allen bolts on this. I can I kind of want to show it to you guys. I have to. Uh, it doesn't want to focus. There we go. See, there's Allen bolts everywhere on this thing. So like, you could take it apart if you need to travel with it. But I'm pretty sure if I did, it would not go together. Mark Peterson says the OCD in me enjoys a 30400, but not a 30000. Really? Oh, that's interesting. Mm. Dave says, catching on live today. Congrats on Boston. Love the video. Well, thanks so much, Dave. Good to see you here. Awesome. And Wayne Westby says you should dispute for that one second. <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't think I don't think BAA is gonna want to do me any favors. <laughs> so I don't think so. I'm okay. I I, I wouldn't want to have to uh, appeal for a 30359. I'm I'm very, very happy with 30400. Uh, and Christopher Brand says, got my 30253. Fantastic work. Man, that was tough. Um, it was a tough day out there, I think. I mean, I think actually racing conditions were pretty good. A little humid, but otherwise pretty good. I didn't feel too much headwind. Everyone was worried that it was going to be a headwind year. But I think maybe because there's just so many people, I was always behind someone. So I didn't feel too much of the headwind. But I liked it. But the, the course is just so tough. So tough. Um, Albert says, you know, the hardest part about post marathons is cutting down on my carb intake. You know, I, I, yeah, I don't, I'm not, I, I usually don't worry about it too much. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty much an intuitive eater. I don't know if I'm eating well. I haven't done like a blood panel like in a long time. So I don't know if I'm getting enough of what I need. Uh, but I usually let kind of cravings dictate what I eat because I'm like, if I just keep wanting to eat chips and something, you know, then I'm like, all right, well, maybe I, my body's telling me I need more salt, you know? And usually if I'm feeling like, you know, I need more ice cream. Maybe then my body's like, you need to have both sugar and maybe a little bit of fat. Maybe there's not enough of that in the diet. And so right now I'm like ravenously hungry and I'm just like eating everything. What is it? So, well, anyway, sorry, weird sounds are happening in the house. Um, I'm just ravenously hungry. So I think my body's like, dude, we broke a lot of muscle fibers down. We need to, re we need to fix it. So like, I'm just wanting to eat everything right now. Adam says, you didn't slow nearly as much as you thought on the hills, right? You're true. You're right, Adam. You're absolutely right. Um, I think I maybe lost like 30 seconds on each of the hills. They are long, though. And I mean, each one, I think on average, maybe 30 seconds on each of the hills. So I like lost like two minutes through the Newton's Hills, maybe. Um, I don't know. I guess uh, let me, I'll, I haven't looked at that. Let me look at that closer. That sounds about right, but it, it might not be. But I'll, I'll let me go check on that. Uh, I'll check on that for the race recap. But um, yeah, all week, everyone's like, the hills aren't as bad as you think. The hills aren't as bad as you think. And I was like, I don't believe you guys. I don't believe you guys. And towards the end, I was like, maybe. And now I believe you guys. The, the hills, I think, they're substantial. But I was mentally ready for the hills. I 
physically prepared for the hills. And I think I did them okay. I probably should have gone even easier up the hills. That would have been a more prudent strategy for me. Um, but I felt good at 21. And here's the thing that I love about this course, right? So for me, most of the time around mile 16 is when I tend to mess up because mentally I'm just getting bored. I still got 10 miles to go and I want it to hurry up and kind of be over. Uh, it's not super hard yet, um, but I'm starting to feel it, you know, usually at 16, but this course, you know, at 16, a lot of interesting stuff starts happening, right? Um, that's when the hills really start to hit. And so you've got, you got that to like keep your mind occupied for like four or five, four and a half miles, almost five miles. So that's great. And then by the time you're done, you're less than 10K out or almost exactly 10K out, you know? And so I like that. I like the way that the course is laid out. Um, there are spectators, the largest groups of spectators are exactly where you need them, you know? Oh, there was that one stretch where you start running along like where the rail line is. That part, I don't know. That part got like mentally real tough for me. I had a hard time there. But um, yeah, I mean, the course is laid out in a really, really fun way. It's the best way you can make a difficult course, I think. So it's it, it was really good, but I didn't. You're right. Ultimately, I didn't slow down as much as, as, as I thought I was going to. <laughs> mm. C10 fan said, what about heartbreak? You know, uh, heartbreak was, you know, I, I knew heartbreak wasn't the steepest hill, but it, it felt like the longest one. I was like, when is this over? I'm still running uphill. This is ridiculous. And um, where the heartbreak hill run company is, it's before, it seems to be before the bottom. Like, I just felt like I saw the, everyone there and that was really exciting. And then I felt like, well, where is the hill? Uh, and then the hill came and it was like really, really long. And I'm like, this is just too long. This is not reasonable. <laughs> so I was really, I was like bored of it. I was like, come on, I want this to be done. I really want this to be done. So it was, that was a hard one. Um, but yeah, it was, it was just, it was just long. It was like protracted experience, you know? So, um, but you know, I, I think, I feel like I made it through pretty well. Like, you know, Tommy, it was on the live stream. We were he was talking about like, he'd like to be able to make it through the Newton Hills, Kind of, um, well, I don't know how, how do you phrase it, like with respect or something like that. Um, and I felt like I did that. I felt like I got. The, I feel like I ran them pretty well, as well as I can. Anyway. And three hundred eight bar says, "Did you meet Ben Felton, YouTuber? He had a he had crushed his PB with a two twenty four. Yeah, you know, I saw him in the morning, like after bag drop. We were like crossing paths, so I saw him for like literally two seconds. And at that point, I think neither of us had phones." I mean, I have my GoPro, but like he was like, he was with a camera guy. Like they were rushing somewhere else. I don't know where they were going, but it was good to see him. Um, I think that's the second time we've met in person now. First time I met him was in Malaga for the meta time trials event with ASICs. Um, but yeah, I think that he's going to, I think Ben Felton is probably going to end up being the biggest of all the running YouTubers eventually because he's fast. He's charismatic. He's charismatic. Um, easy on the eyes and uh, can make all the kinds of videos you know what I mean so I feel like he's he's ready to pop off so hopefully he'll remember me when he's huge but I, I love Ben he's a, he's a great guy and Martin Pesce says I think Ben Felton was the fastest UK runner overall I mean, the guy just keeps getting faster and faster. It's unbelievable. And CV76 says, uh, Ben Johnson flew straight to London. Uh, yeah, he did. Uh, he and his family, they, they were all, I, you know, I didn't see his family there, I don't think. I saw Ben. Um, I'm not sure if I saw uh, the wife and kids. But um, yeah, they're, he's running. he's running in like three days. <laughs> it's wild. I was like, I was, I was for a while, I was thinking maybe I'll just go to London to watch like I did the first year I checked out New York. Um, but I'm like, I don't know. I've already done a lot of travel and I'm just tired and I'm, I don't feel like I'm going to be in the, like in the position to have the energy level to do what I'd like to do. And this guy is going to go run another marathon after running with Megan and Tommy for a long time. So it's incredible. 
<sighs> Daniel Burton says, does your arm hurt from carrying the GoPro? No. I'm I'm pretty used to it. You know, I need to get I don't own handhelds like the water bottle ones, but I should weigh it. I guarantee you a handheld weighs more. Now I know you drink from it and it gets lighter and lighter as the race goes, but I it's not that heavy. I don't even really notice it anymore. You know. Um and Kevin Wong says, Would you say your quads hurt worse from Boston versus a more downhill course like tunnel or CIM? Um uh, I mean, my quads aren't bothering me. It's not a quads thing for me. I feel like I'm, I don't know. I'm, I'm well suited to downhill running. I like downhill courses. So like tunnel marathon, I did great. My hip bothered me towards the end. Like I was worried that like my, like I was going to dislocate my hip. I know, you know, that, you know, like it, it wasn't, but like that's that runner panic that hits you at like mile 22. I'm like, I think my hip's going to fall off, <laughs> you know? Um, but I feel like I can do a downhill because like tunnel, it's a gradual downhill. I think mo the biggest downhills at Boston are bigger than the biggest downhills at tunnel. I'll tell you that. Uh, if I remember it correctly, it's been a while since I ran tunnel, but um, with CIM, I would say like Boston is a C is like a, a double CIM. I feel like the biggest downhills are twice as steep and the biggest uphills are twice as steep, but it's very much. I mean, I feel like, they're not very similar, but there's a lot of similarities. Does that make sense? I don't know. Yeah. Michael Haney says, I cheered for Ben Felton, and he seems so surprised that someone knew him. I think, you know, he's growing really... I mean, it probably doesn't feel that fast to him because he's in the trenches every day. But, like, from a macro perspective, he's growing really fast and very much well-deservedly so. And I think that he'll get used to that real fast. You know, but that might be why he was like surprised that someone knew him. Mm -hmm. Calvin said, "Ben Ben's kid getting a Kipchoge water bottle was a win of the weekend." Yeah, I don't know if you guys saw that or heard of that story. Um, so Ben posted a picture of a Kipchoge's water bottle, and uh, apparently the story is that his daughter was watching the race from the sidelines. And when Kipchoge got rid of the bottle, she went and got it for him. So now Ben has like an ultimate souvenir um, for it. So I think that's pretty cool. That is, that is pretty cool. Um, I've been holding this, so I wanted to show it to you guys. This came in the swag bag. Normally, like there's nothing good in the swag bag, right? But for Boston, they have a, they had a Sam Adams thing in it. It's a bottle opener. So it's a bottle opener on one side and then like the this is the bottle opener side and this is the tab puller side, you know? And then this side says Sam Adams with the unicorn logo on it. It even says 2023. So it's got a year on it. And then the other side, it's got this, like with the city and everything in here, Boston, Maryland. And it's a hefty little piece of metal. I'm pretty excited about this. Um, that's probably the best marathon swag that I've gotten from a race. I'm trying to think if there's another race that had a better one. I would say the Tokyo... Um, after race towel poncho hoodie thing is better, but this I can probably I can use this more because you know beer drinking. <laughs> and Cuddle says Ben can now clone Kipchoge with the DNA. I know, I know. <laughs> he'd he'd try to figure it out. He'd try to three D three D print another Kipchoge. <laughs> Um, oh, Alan Lou says, well, Kofuzi, not only bottle openers for the next merch, please, and thank you. That's a pretty good idea. Um, guys, I did I did, um, I did, did talk to ASICs about that for not bottle openers, but hopefully being able to do something for Chicago. So um, once they're ready, I'm ready. We'll figure it out. But we can, we'll, we'll start planning. We're going to try to do something. Uh, trunk fam says, how do you use your gels while holding the camera? Um, it's pretty easy. So like you hold the camera and the, the stick like this, and then you can still use your fingers. So I hold it, pinch it, and then you eat. So yeah, it's not too bad. Joe Gu hits us. Does the Boston qualifying time vary from year to year? It generally doesn't vary from year to year, although every year they will say if they need to adjust the standards. So they try to like 
they try to project, you know, how many people will be able to run a certain pace to keep the race a certain size. Um, and then they may have to adjust it depending on if there's a lot of people that like really beat the standard. And usually that's why a BQ is not automatic BIP because sometimes if a lot of people hit that BQ qualifying time that they will post way ahead of time. But if a lot of people beat it, then they'll have to take like the first, like, I don't know, like 8,000 or 4,000 people that have the fastest times underneath that standard or within that standard. And so if there's a lot of people that continue to have to be ahead of that cutoff time, then they'll just move the cutoff time. So it's, so that the cutoff time is more of an accurate indicator of whether you can get a bib. Because there's a lot of confusion. Sometimes people are like, well, you know, 310 is my, my BQ time, but I really got to run a 305 if I want to get a bib. You know, there's a little bit of that. So this year, I don't think there was any cutoff. So I anticipate it'll probably stay the same for next year. So. Mm. Ooh, Midlife Runner says, now that you're in the Newton Hills, are you going to name the one hill by your place? Oh, uh, you know, that really big hill that I did some training on? That one probably pretty close to that third hill. I don't know what the third hill name is. I know that each of the hills have names. Not the first one that some people don't count as a new, because sometimes people say there's three Newton Hills, but there's the one that's before the firehouse. There's the second one that's at the firehouse. Then the third, there's the third one that's really steep. And that's kind of like the one that's near my house. And then the, the Newton Hill is just really long and protracted. Some of the other hills that are by me are like more like that grade, but not as long. So, yeah. So like, I think that the route that I've been using is pretty good training, but it's not a simulator. The, all the hills were very different than what I have available to me. And Mark Peterson says, not to look too far ahead, but you said you're going to go watch New York City this fall, right? Yes. You want to go with me, Mark? We can run around, take the train together, try to figure it out. Um, yeah, because I think I'm going to try to do a, like a bunch of events, uh, but also just catch the race from the sidelines. I'm going to try to get media credentials so maybe I can get some finish line footage or something, but you know, they'll probably say no because I'm not a real media person. Um, and I, I usually don't. The only time I ever get media credentials is when ASICS gets them for me. I'm trying to think if I've ever had media credentials otherwise. There was one time Nike gave me media credentials, but that was for like a, uh, a Nike like 60 minute play kind of day thing event. They were, re they were rededicating a park. Nike had donated a bunch of money to make it really nice. Um, so I had media credentials for that. I get media credentials at like TRE, but like for racing events, like if ASICs helps me get them, then I can get them. But otherwise, I never no one no one likes to give me media credentials. So um uh, <laughs> Martha says, I give the bottle opener to a friend because it's heavy and I have two. Well, that's really nice of you. It is a nice bottle opener. I, I do like the weight though. I feel like this is one of those things where, you know, I want to, for the cooler, I'm just going to tie a rope to it and attach it to the cooler. This is a nice like dangle on the side thing. I, I like it. I like it. I'm a fan of the thing. Um, uh, the Dino. Oh, I can see the Denver Dino says I am running London this week. I got a place for New York City. Would love to see you there. Awesome. Well, I hope so. Um, yeah, I put it. I talked when I talked to ASICS, I said, let's do an event. Let's do something. I'd love to be able to participate in something. And then um, you know, I'll probably reach out to New Balance to see if we could do like a shakeout or something. Cause I think that went up worked out really well for us. Um, I know believe in the runs are gonna have stuff, so they maybe will ask me to join them, or you know, I don't want to like kind of like hijack anyone's activities you know so if we could do a separate one because that way like if you can't make that time then you, at least you can come hang out with some other people you know so i feel like spreading it out is really nice too um so maybe i'll reach out to them see if they're interested in doing something um i've been kind of working on a relationship with the fleet feet there too you know so maybe or maybe we do something there you know i don't know so i think i'm trying to you know i'm trying to network i'm trying to meet people so that way when I want to do something, I don't, I don't have a team. I don't want a team. Um, so like, uh, I don't have a team. I don't have space. So like that way I can do stuff with people that have teams and spaces, you know? So, 
Um, Terrence says you can come practice for those Boston Hills at the San Francisco Marathon. I don't know, man. I, I got to tell you, I still don't love. I still don't love practicing hills. Uh, I was watching something that I don't know if it was a. I think it was a reel on Instagram that Stephen Scullion put out. I don't know if it maybe it was a video where he's just jamming up some hills. I'm like, yeah, I need to do that. I'm like, but I'm really tired, and, then, and I don't really like that. So like, I don't know. Maybe if I had Stephen Scullion like yelling at me to go up the hill, then I would then I would work out hills more, maybe. Uh, and Runner Will says, I will for sure see you in New York. I have one of those openers with a magnet on the back. There you go. Um, yeah, yeah, Will, I look forward to seeing you, man. And Michael Haney reminds us all that London Lottery opens Saturday. Yeah, I, I want to get in. I don't, I, you know, London, I haven't been trying to get into London like I've been trying to get into Berlin. I've been trying to get into Berlin for like six, five or six years now, I think. And I never get it. I never get it. Um, Tommy says, you want to do a Tommy Co. Shakeout? Let's do it. Tommy knows more people than I do. Tommy's much better at networking. So we should do something. Let's figure it out. <laughs> Tommy says, I mean, a Kofuzi times Tommy shakeout. Times Tommy. That's how old I am. Sometimes I read the X in a collab as times. We, you, however you want to do it. If you, go, if you organize it, you can put your name first. I'm very, I'm very happy for that. That's fine. I just don't like to organize. Adam reminds me. Oh, I know Adam. I, we all, I all, we know this, but <laughs> so the stuff you hate is often the stuff you need to get better. I know, I know. I've, I've actually been really looking forward to it, and this was after Tokyo, even before Boston. I'm like, this summer, I have a membership to the Y now because I bring my kids there to go swimming. We got a family membership. There's a really nice gym in our Y. I'm like, we got. I got no more excuses. So I'm going to try to make it at least one like day a week, at least once a week, you know, of like, I know you're supposed to run first and then do the lifting, but I don't plan on doing a lot of workouts over this summer. Maybe just a lot of miles, more miles, less intensity is my goal, but I'm going to make it my thing of like, all right, you can't run until you go to the gym and do leg day first. That's going to be kind of like my motivation that the running is will be the reward is how I'm going to approach it. And then, yes, I'll do more hill sprints and stuff. Ugh, I don't like them so much. But, I, you know, I got to do it. It'll make me better on... I, I don't really want to do a lot of more hilly courses, but it'll make me better on flat courses. And I'm, I'm down with that. I like that. Mm. And Kenny, oh, Kenny Moriyama says, what's the training slash plan for the long summer? Uh, I might do a, an ultra over the summer i like to just have a lot of fun i just like to like fill up the pack with some scratch or gatorade endurance because both of those are relatively cheap and taste pretty good fill up the pack throw some snacks in there and just run a bunch you know don't worry about the pace or time maybe do some trail running tommy was talking about doing a trail race together i'll i'll think about bringing him out to rural iowa we could do a 50k you know so we'll do maybe we'll do that I don't know if he was serious or not, but we mentioned it a couple of times. Um, but yeah, so and that's all. That's what it's going to be. I'm going to try to be as chill as possible coming back from this because I've just run a lot of marathons in the last few months and I'm tired. So um, my my mentally I had a hard time towards the end of this block. I'm like I'm like after dinner I'd be like I really feel like having a beer or just a glass of wine with dinner and I'm like mm, I got like two more weeks and then it's taper you know so it'd be like that so I'm like let's just chill out a little bit so now it's 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 break time weather's nice it's fire pit weather so I'm ready to go and relax a little bit um Tommy Run says ultra you said yeah I didn't forget man so I'll I'll send you the date for that thing if that works for you we'll see um Adam says, look at Jake Whiteman's hill sprint video from Flagstaff a couple weeks ago. All right. I'll look at it. He he was hurt. He, did he break his foot or something? I don't remember. Uh, John Shin says, any advice for the Flying Pig Marathon? I think that is a hilly course too because it's in Cincinnati, right? Cincinnati is a hilly town. So uh, if it's hilly, I'd say run easier than you think you need to on the hills so you can recover um, and like 
pick up that speed and use gravity to assist you on the downhill. Because I'm a better downhill runner than uphill runner, at least for now, until the summer. I'll do the work. I hope. I will. Um, so, like, it, for me, it's better to just make sure I'm not burning too many matches too early on the uphills. That's how I figured it. Uh, Dark Cake says, what do you think about the food in Boston? Where'd you go? Uh, food was pretty simple for me. And it was just so busy. Like everywhere I wanted to go, like took forever. And so like I didn't do anything too crazy. I tried to go to Chipotle, but it was closed every time I wanted to go. Because um, I stayed more in like a like an office area. I stayed in the same place that they put us when we go with ASICs for Falmouth. And so it was like a little, it was like about a mile and a half from everything on like Newberry street where everything was going on. So it was a little bit off the beaten path. Um, I found a food hall near my hotel. It's one of those fancy food halls. I don't know if you've seen ones like that. They've got a bunch of them in Chicago. I, I, I love and hate them. It's kind of like food trucks meet flea market. So like there's all these little stalls, they're permanent, but it's kind of food truck ish food. Uh, and this place was still open. Uh, late at night on Friday, Saturday, I want to say. Um, late by late, I mean eight o'clock. Um, so I got food there. I got pizza and a burrito, and some chips and cheese. No chips and salsa. And then the other day, there was a a Bami shop um, that's really close to the hotel that I already have been to a couple of times. I forget what it's called, but like the night before the marathon, I just went there at like four o'clock, three o'clock in the afternoon and bought a sandwich and then a rice bowl. And that's what I ate, you know? So that, it was, nothing was too crazy. Um, I forget where we went to for lunch. There was one lunch that we were, I was like, who, who, who was going with it? I was just walking to get some lunch. And then I saw Connor and the running warehouse crew, the film crew, those boys. And then, um, and then believe in the run was there too. And we're all like, Hey, let's go eat. And so like, nine of us got together and just had lunch. That was pretty nice. It was quick. It was like fast casual food. I forget what it was called. But I think it was by it was by their hotel. They were at the Westin, I think. So it was over there. So that was an even long... I ended up taking an Uber then. But the food, I mean, yeah, I mean, I did have a lobster roll after the race. That was nice. That was real good. But yeah, the, the food, I didn't, I didn't go too crazy with the food because, you know, you're there for the marathon, you know. Uh, and Terrence wants to know if anyone's doing the Boston to Big Sur so I can meet you all in 10 days. The, I heard a lot of people talking about it. Um, but I don't know, not people that I knew, but like a lot, just generally, there was a lot of murmurs about it all weekend. Lucas Matthew Gosso, do you think you'd ever run Boston again and just strategy for a slower first half to move more energy towards the end? No, I would probably um, train legs differently. I think I'm in. I think I'm in pretty good aerobic fitness. I think the way that I train takes care of the aerobic fitness fine. I just need to be more powerful with each step. So I feel like that's where the. If I want to get any better, I could keep running how I'm running. But if I want to get any better, I need to do strength work. That's kind of where I'm at. So I mean, I think the strategy was fine. I think it was the right strategy. Um, maybe listen to my heart a little bit more. Um, even if. You know, it felt like I had to run slower to do that, maybe. But I felt like it was the right strategy for the right day. But, you know, I just didn't have enough in the tank. And maybe not not quite enough fitness for what we were running. So I, I felt like it was a pretty good strategy for me. All right, let me scroll down a little bit more. Um, yeah, and he says, you know, and you, if you want to do it again, train the legs differently and don't do Tokyo or LA. <laughs> yes. Yes, yes, yes. Good advice. Um, I might, uh, I might try and do um, the charity half for LA. That looks interesting to me. I think that'd be kind of fun. Um, but I would like to go. I mean, maybe, uh, maybe I just go to LA next year. I've been thinking about that too, because that's just a, that's a fun weekend as well. So, um, but I think, I think for next year, I think I might do that twenty-six point true that they do the day before on that Sunday. The problem is like the, when they do it that Sunday, that's when like most of the events are happening. So for someone like me that like events is an important part of kind of what I do, that's a hard one to do, but I would like to do it. So I think I'll, I'll, I think I'll definitely be back to, um, 
Boston. I don't know if I'll race it again. Oh, Daniel says you can always do the LA 5K. Oh, there you go. Oh, Shannon says it's on Saturday. The 26 point truth is on Saturday. If it's on Saturday, then I'll definitely do it. Because Saturday is a day where I could be a little bit more. I, I, I did do a lot of stuff on Saturday, but like Sunday was like, can't miss stuff for what I do. Adam says, do the Carlsbad 5000. That's usually like the same weekend as Cherry Blossom, though, isn't it? Isn't it? It's like Cherry Blossom, Carlsbad 5000, and then Sacramento 10 Mile. It's like always the same day, isn't it? Or am I wrong with that? Yeah, Remy says do the 26 point true and stay at a party at Boston. Yeah, I yeah, I, I just think that that's gonna be, I think, more my I think that'll be a better plan for me next year. Um so we'll see. You know, we'll see. It's good to see you, Remy. Um all right, let me see. Oh, let me tell you a little story though. Here's a really funny story. Um because I don't know where else to put this, and it's not gonna make the race weekend the race uh, runners weekend. It's not going to make the race recap video. So I feel like this is a, this will be a funny story. So I'm at the airport and I'm, and I'm uh, about to get onto my plane. I had already eaten a breakfast. I got like a bagel sandwich and some coffee, but like I've been telling you, I'm, I've been so hungry. So I wanted to eat another breakfast or a lunch before I hot, got on the plane. And I walk all the way to the pot bellies, which is on the opposite side of the terminal that I'm on. But I'm like, but I want a pot bellies. Thomas had Thomas and I had had a long conversation about pot belly sandwiches, and I wanted to eat a pot belly sandwich. And there was one in this airport, so I go all the way over there. The line got all messed up. People were standing in the wrong spot, and then all of a sudden, I'm the next in line. But like three or four other people are ordering in a different spot, and I'm like, all right, well, I don't have. I don't think I have time now. After I'd been waiting for a couple of minutes there, so I didn't get seen. And so then I ended up in the wrong spot. Someone else, three or four people ordered before me. And I was like, oh, goodness. So I was really upset. But I'm like, okay, it's just a sandwich. You're fine. Let's um, be calm about it. I was going to say something to like the management be like, hey, you know, you guys are doing something wrong over here. But I just let it go. I was like, that's okay. Everyone's doing their best today. And I just tried to like let it go. And I'm walking back. And then all of a sudden, um, that's not really, I just wanted to vent that story to someone about my pot bellies experience. That's not really that part of the story, but I was kind of thinking like, you know what, you know, there's a lot of people that have their Boston jackets on and like, you know, I, there's no reason that you have to make a scene at any kind of fast food place. Um, but like, it's also not a good look for, especially for someone that's kind of in the public eye to be like freaking out at someone that makes sandwiches, you know? So I'll just try to, I'm feeling like, ah, oh, okay. I feel like I feel very mature right now. I'm very hungry and I'm very upset because I couldn't get a sandwich and I didn't have a freak out. So I feel like that's growth. Uh, me from a couple of years ago would not have had that kind of patience. And as I'm feeling like good about myself, I'm just like, okay, I feel, I feel like I've, this was good overall. I'm still very, very hungry, but okay. As I'm thinking that um, I'm looking at this dude who's waiting in line to fill his water bottle I'm walking back to my terminal because it's a long walk and I can't walk very fast. And I'm walking back and I'm looking at this dude who's waiting in line to fill his water bottle at the water bottle filler. And I'm like, oh, I think that's Scott Fobble. And I'm like, no. I'm like, well, yeah, he was here just in town. So it probably is Scott Fobble. So I look at the shoes and he's got like, I don't, I don't think they were Jordans, but he had like something like some sort of dunks on or something like that. And, um, or like, I don't know. They all make the, like the non-Jordan Jordans. They look like, they're Jordans, but they're actually technically like dunk high tops. He was wearing something like that, like Nike jacket, Nike backpack. So I'm like, oh, that is Scott Fobble. But I was like, you know, the last thing he wants to do is for someone to like yell at him and ask for a, for a selfie. So I'm like, I'm just going to let it go. I don't think Scott Fobble likes, I don't think Scott Fobble knows who I am, but I don't always get the sense that he likes to interact with media a lot. So I was just like, well, let's let, I'll let him go. Uh, I, I'm not that I'm going to let him go, but I just, I was like, I'm not going to bother this guy. As I'm thinking that, someone runs up to me. He's like, Kofuzi, 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 can you? Can I get a picture? I'd love to get a picture. And I'm like, yes, of course. Uh, and I'm smiling about this whole situation. <laughs> about this whole situation. And uh, the funny thing is, and you know, that person didn't. So anyway, let me, 
So anyway, we get a photo and I'm looking at the camera because it's an iPhone, you know, or just phone. You get to, you know, you could see the camera, the, the shot they're taking. And in between me and this other person's head is like a blurry bokeh Scott Files in the background of this photo. And I've been waiting for that person to, to post the photo. So that way I could reshare it and also tag Scott Fowler in it, but it, it hasn't come up. And then I get on, I'm, I'm about to get on the plane. And then I get a, a message, a DM from Aaron Azar, uh, Mrs. Space Cadet. And she's like, hey, uh, I just saw you in the airport, but I didn't want to bother you because it looked like someone was taking your photo and then it looked like you were in a hurry. So I didn't want to say hi to you, but hope you had a great race. <laughs> you know so it's just this weird combination of like um people just bumping into each other and not wanting to bother each other so i don't know and there's no punchline to the story that was a long way to go i thank you guys for listening to it but maybe that's a good place to leave it for today <laughs> just a rambling story that goes nowhere but that kind of involves some famous people or somewhat famous people <laughs> so <laughs> But I was like, I don't know how do I how do I tell this story to anyone? Where would I put it? It doesn't go in a YouTube video, but I thought I'd share it with you guys here. So thank you for humoring me. Um, yeah, but you know, here we go. The, Leona says the moral of the lesson: bother people you want to say hi to at the airport. That's true. Bother me. I'm happy to take a picture. I love it. Um, I wish Aaron would have said hi because I, you know what? I feel like I I feel like I could have really used a hug at that moment. I was hungry. I didn't have a sandwich, and um, yeah, that would have been nice, but you know, it's okay. Maybe I'll get a hug from Aaron some other time. I'm sure I will. So there we go. Um, all right. That's going to be it for today, guys. Uh, I'm working on that uh, runner's weekend recap, but that might not come out tomorrow. We'll see, but we are going to have a guest for happy hour. Um, Eric Floberg just ran a PR over at Carmel marathon. I tried to get him on last week, but he had to actually do a day job. So he couldn't do it last week, but he'll be here tomorrow. Same time as today, 1 PM central time. Hopefully I'll see you then. If you don't know who Eric is, I've run with him a couple of times at races. He's got a YouTube channel as well. I've been posting some of his running content. He's also has like a huge photography channel on YouTube as well. So you probably already know who he is. So I don't need to give you an introduction, but I'll post a link in tomorrow's video. So uh, if you guys want to check them out beforehand. So hopefully I'll see you then. In the meantime, peace out everybody. Thanks. Bye.